The Overwhelming Surprise, Chapter 6, titled Light. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child. They shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light. 1 Thessalonians 5, 2-5 It is because we are children of light that we are destined to escape that overwhelming surprise. It is only as we maintain our experience as children of light that we can be saved. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. John eight twelve. Since Jesus is the light of the world, all who stay close to him will remain in the light as the darkness settles down upon this world. Jesus is in heaven. How does he communicate his light? First, through his law. The commandment is a lamp and the law is a light. Proverbs six twenty three. So the remnant people of God will be walking in the light of the law. How much of the law? Hello. Here we are with our overwhelming surprise book by W.D. Grazee. Chapter 6. Light. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 2-5 through five. It is because we are children of light that we're destined to escape that overwhelming surprise. It's only as we maintain our experience as children of light that we can be saved. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. John eight twelve. Since Jesus is the light of the world, all who stay close to him will remain in the light as the darkness settles down upon this world. Jesus is in heaven. How does he communicate his light? Well, first through his law. The commandment is a lamp and the law is light. Proverbs 6.23 So the remnant people of God will be walking in the light of the law. Well, how much of the law? All of it. Because James 2 verse 10 says that if we keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, we are guilty of all. You've seen the little colored electric lights on Christmas trees, right? They're often wired in series. If one goes out, they all go out. So with the Ten Commandments, they're wired in series. And the only way we get the light and keep the light is to have all the lamps burning that's one reason why the Sabbath is so important. He who disregards the Sabbath not only loses the blessing of that holy day, he destroys the authority of all the rest of law. Wow, you think about that. Um, the authority of the law is found in the fourth commandment. 
that shows who God is that gave the law. He gives his seal. His name, his title, his area of rule. And if that one is disregarded, then he destroys the authority of the law. He has no barrier against sin. Wow, thank God. The remnant church walks in all the light. Every commandment is cherished. A second channel through which Jesus has chosen to communicate light to his church is spoken of in Second Peter's Second Peter, I'm sorry, Second Peter, chapter one, verse nineteen. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. The reason the law is light is that it is the law of Christ. He is light. The reason that prophecy is light is that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. The gift of prophecy in the church then is the way that Jesus gives his testimony to us. He testifies to us through prophecy and he has throughout history. He has sent his prophets to people to express his testimony to them. It's the testimony of Jesus. Revelation 19.10 says so. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Or rather, it, it says it like this. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Okay. So through the law and the testimony, light has been shining down through the ages. And in a special sense, in the days of the remnant, the light will shine beautiful and clear through these two great channels of prophecy and the law. We find in Revelation chapter 12, verse 17, it sums it all up. The dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. Wroth is just a past tense of wrath or anger. He was angry and he wanted to make war with the remnant of her seed. Why? Because they keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. You can find that Revelation 12, 17. Wow, praise the Lord. They have the light. They're the children of light. They keep the commandments. They have the testimony or the prophet in their church. In Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20, we're given a picture of another situation. How much light is there? No light. Because it says, to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, that is because there is no light in them. I wonder if we really believe that if we do, we will not be hunting around in the rubbish heaps of Babylon to see if we can discover some brilliant gem. What he's referring to here is that uh, this church has been sending their preachers to learn from the schools of Babylon, the fallen apostate Protestants. It's very sad. So... We're not going to be hunting around in the rubbish heaps of Babylon to see if we can discover some brilliant gem. We'll be looking upward to the sanctuary. Boy, there is a lot of knowledge in the sanctuary service. That's where Jesus, the source of light, is in the most holy place in heaven. We will be meditating in his law day and night. David says this brings delight. Psalms 1-2. What about the testimonies? Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselor. Psalms 119.24 Oh, to fill the mind with all this beautiful light from heaven. The prophecies and the law. In our last lesson, we noticed the interesting article. 
why the Seventh-day Adventists are succeeding in the September 1965 issue of the U.S. Catholic Magazine, it called attention to the prominent place the Sabbath occupies in our teaching and practice. The author of this article was not ignorant of the place of the spirit of prophecy in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. He says, preeminent in the SDA movement for nearly 70 years was Mrs. Ellen G. White, who was considered a prophetess by the Adventists. She wrote, 53 books, more than more than 4,500 articles, many of which were based on visions. The role of Mrs. White as a prophetess has disturbed Protestant fundamentalists who would otherwise agree with many Adventist positions, such as their literal interpretation of the Bible and sturdy opposition to the theory of evolution. Here we see a clear recognition of the important position of this gift of prophecy in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Oh, that this gift may fill its rightful place in our experience. We need this light. In Testimonies, Volume 5, page 667, I read, It is Satan's special object to prevent this light from coming to the people of God who so greatly need it amid the perils of these last days. Do we need it? Yes, indeed. If it is Satan's special object to prevent this light from coming to the people of God, you can see that he will have special committees busy on this matter. These demons will work in various ways. One of their suggestions is that times have changed. Those councils were all right back there when they were given, but, but we don't need them now. Hear heaven's answer. Time and trial have not made void the instruction given, but through years of suffering and self-sacrifice, have established the truth of the testimony given. The instruction that was given in the early days of the message is to be held as safe instruction to follow in these, the closing days. One Selected Messages, page 41. Wouldn't it be strange if Jesus would give light to start us on our journey and then allow the light to be shut off or fade out as we get to the darkest period of human history? Surely, the one who gave his life for us will not be thus short-sighted or indifferent to us. Oh no, he watches over his church with a tender care. This gift is one of the greatest evidences of his love. These are love letters from the heavenly bridegroom to his church that is longing for his return. How blessed we are. The truth of the matter is that um, the spirit of prophecy far from being less important, less relevant, less dependable, as we near the end, is just the opposite. I'm going to read from Testimonies, Volume 5, page 654. It says, As the end draws near, the work of giving the last warning to the world extends. It becomes more important for those who accept present truth to have a clear understanding of the nature and influence of the Testimonies which God in his providence has linked with the work of the third angel's message from its very rise. Hmm. We can't push these books off to the past. They were a blessing when they were written, but they become much more important as we near the end. Okay, remember this. It's Satan's special object to prevent this light from coming to the people of God who so greatly needed amid the perils of the last days. Testimonies, Volume 5, page 667. He works in various ways. We're told in Testimonies, Volume 5, page 680, 
It's not alone those who openly reject the testimonies or who cherish doubt concerning them that are on dangerous ground. To disregard light is to reject it. Even if you accept it, but you disregard it, you're rejecting it. Satan leads some to take their stand against the spirit of prophecy. But you know, most of our people acknowledge that God has put this gift in the church. So the great danger is in disregarding the light. This is equivalent to rejecting it. So disregarding it, what does that mean? That means don't pick up the book, don't read it, don't learn. That's disregarding it. You remember the boy that Jesus told about? His father said, son, go work today in my vineyard. And he said, I go, sir, but he didn't go. He didn't defy his father. He just didn't go. How much we need to put into practice the precious counsels that God has given us in these books. Remember, they're all the light, and truly, the light is sweet. Ecclesiastes 11.7 On page 681, there's a graphic picture of another method the devil uses to keep the light from the people of God. Many are going directly contrary to the light which God has given to his people because they do not read the books which contain the light and knowledge and cautions, reproofs, and warnings. In order to get the light, we must read the books. Watch how Satan works, okay? The cares of the world, the love of fashion, the lack of religion have turned the attention from the light God has so graciously given. While books and periodicals containing error are traveling all over the country, why are you are so quick? To grab up these things, uh, periodicals containing error, and spend our time with those. Light so precious coming from the throne of God is hid under a bushel. Suppose I had a bushel basket here and I took these books of the spirit of prophecy and I covered them with a basket. That's strange, isn't it? But this is a danger we're warned against. Someone has pointed out that the bushel is an instrument of commerce used to measure goods for buying and selling and that one of the great things that hinders the people of God in their study of these books is the great desire to make money. The very last deception of Satan will be to make of none effect the testimony of the Spirit of God. Where there is no vision, the people perish. You might as well not have a vision if we're disregarding them. Satan will work ingeniously in different ways through different agencies to unsettle the confidence of God's remnant people in the true testimony. There will be a hatred kindled against the testimonies, which is satanic. One Selected Messages, page 48. So we see that open opposition, subtle deceptions, cares of the world, they're all used by the enemy to keep the light from blessing our lives. Now, let's look at a happier picture. Okay, here's a view of the people on whom is shining the accumulated light of the ages. They're waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's a message for us. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ that in everything you are enriched by him. Seventh-day Adventists are a rich people. Yes, indeed. Enriched by him in all utterance, in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you so that you come behind in no gift waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 1, 4-8 We are rich, just in proportion to the degrees in which this gift is confirmed in our hearts and lives. You remember we read that the sealing consists in settling into the truth, both intellectually and spiritually, so that we cannot be moved. 
then you'll be sealed. We have seen how we are to be settled forever in this matter of the Sabbath and the law. Now we see it is equally important that we be settled eternally, settled concerning the gift of the Spirit of God, the testimony of Jesus, which is the Spirit of prophecy. We noted that it is as we see Christ and the Sabbath that we come to love it and thus are settled in it. So we see that the Spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. It's his love letter to the remnant church. And as we see Jesus in these testimonies, we will love this gift. We will become more and more certain of its divine inspiration, and it will be confirmed in us. The Lord wants every part of it to be confirmed in us. Think of the desire of ages. As we study these 800 pages on the life of Christ and behold our blessed Lord, as we follow his life under the magnifying glass, as we see the beautiful details brought out, we are to become like him. Thus the gift is confirmed in us. Oh yes, that's the book of the Desire of Ages. Concerning the Ministry of Healing book, we are told this book contains the wisdom of the great physician. Testimonies, volume 9, page 71. As we accept these counsels, they become confirmed in us. We walk in the light on diet, dress, exercise, and rest, proper mental attitudes. We learn by experience the peace and joy, the health, the life that comes through obedience. Thus, we become confirmed and so it is with all the other books. Blessed light, precious light. Dear Lord, we thank thee that in thy providence we have been called to be children of light. As the darkness settles upon the world, grant that we shall day by day walk with thee. Teach us how to draw others into this lighted way. For Jesus' sake, amen. All right, next week, the anchor. Thanks for joining me today, brothers and sisters. God bless you.